Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs us. So I didn't complain, I've tell you. Enjoy the brobrich nicht and nicht and didn't be a fear we're bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date on Film. <laughs> That's as I'm, good as anything. Why not? I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. I'm your film guide, Matthew, and my apprentice is Judah. Judah, That's tell right. them what movie we were going to watch this week. Yeah, uh, for our special quarantine project, we're watching Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. We're going to watch all of them, though, aren't we? Every I, one of these I damn fucking things. I don't know. There's nine in the main sequence, and that would take us through the whole year. So is that the plan, or are we going to watch randos? Uh, no. I think if we're going to keep doing this, well, here's here's the deal. Let's record this one, <laughs> and then Katie, who wanted us to do this, yeah, can tell me whether it's anything. I got the feeling she wanted us to talk about movies, and then you maneuvered it into a Star Wars to because she hadn't seen it. Is that I right? Don't, I don't understand why she refuses to watch them. <laughs> She's never seen them, and she won't see them. Um, I'm like that with Titanic. Uh, yeah, okay. Now it's just to be. Now it's just for fun. All right. <laughs> Listen, I get it, but it's like it's not like she won't watch genre. Sure. Like I'm ninety percent sure she's seen every episode of Supernatural. Okay. So that's, uh, that's one of them CW shows. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Two handsome brothers fight a bunch of demons. Okay. And housewives all over the world enjoy it. Okay. All right. Well, I was just I was trying to figure out why we had chosen Star Wars. So I so if we're gonna do all of them, I'll maybe I'll come up with a Star Wars specific theme and name for this by the next one. We'll see. Maybe it's maybe it's just because I'm not a good person mm. and I felt so punished by having to do this <laughs> that I wanted vengeance. <laughs> oh, I'll look. I did not enjoy being on the clock again this week. No. It was extremely aggravating. I like it, having the week off. It's supposed to be good week. Yeah. And then I had to watch a movie that I've seen 45 times. A bunch of times. So least. many fucking times. It's not that it's a bad film. I kind of like the film. I think I like it more than you and we'll get into it. But it's, you know, even my own thoughts are boring to me now about it. And by the way, we're not one of the first 100,000 podcasts to cover this. Why am I saying all this? No, it's, yeah. No everyone, one listened to this. Everyone who listens to this knows what we are and okay. what we're going to do. Right. Uh, uh, we're we're going to treat it like it was one of our Star Treks. Yes. So just like that long double Deep Space Nine, I guess. Yeah, we're going to... God, that one was a long one. Yeah, we're going to uh, do We're gonna do the same um, take, execution, world building, and characterization. This is the... We decided to watch it in this order. We talked a little bit about it last week. <clears throat> I think it makes more sense to watch it from the order that it was originally released because you get to kind of track the story changes, the very obvious changes that they made midstream to what was happening in the story. 
Yeah. And we can talk about what it seems like is intended in the story instead of having to talk about all of the things that the uh, the episodes one through three have ruined about four through six. Right. Because it that, makes even less sense if you try to watch it in like a universal universe chronological order. Well, this it's like this is the thing too with Star Wars is the first two movies that were made, four and five, are pretty good. Yeah. The third movie is less good. Yep. Already, but it wraps everything up. So I think it, that was pretty satisfying for people. And then for uh, over a decade, there was nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these new movies came in, and they're so bad. They're so they're not just bad though; they ruin the other ones. Yes, the, every decision made in them contradicts something from one. It, it's so now the only way to get any enjoyment out of Star Wars is to be critical about the <laughs> changes and decisions that were made. It's the whole shit time. on George. Kind of, it's yeah. kind of the only thing that's left, right? Because he took away the enjoyment of just the. Uh, three movies that are kind of like a 1940s serial mm-hmm. about the fight between good and evil. Yeah. And and he did wipe his butt on it. He did, he did a bad job and then sold it all to Disney and everyone's like, okay, we're At free. At least these guys know how to make a movie. Free of George. And then, right. but then everyone hates what has happened so much. Yeah, different people hate different things about it. Mm-hmm. Which is another amazing uh, thing. But, but yeah. would you say that the general consensus about what happened with that last trilogy is positive or negative? I would say negative. Me and too. I think it, uh, you know, the way people viewed the prequels, the first one, well, people knew it was bad, <laughs> but I don't think they were ready to admit it. And so oh. I think the second one was the peak disappointment for people in the prequels yeah i have a hard time deciding which one's actually worse um but i think you're right that after two people were ready to just give up right just quit and on then the thing. and then a, a bunch of battered uh spouses watched the third one and went oh, okay that's right they cleared the oh, very low right. bar that had been set by one <laughs> and two <laughs> okay <laughs> whereas with the with the sequel trilogy the first one a lot of people liked and a few people grumbled about. Yeah, but the people who grumbled were like, it's just like four. It's four. Right. It's four rehashed. And everyone else was like, at least it wasn't the original trilogy. Right, exactly. It's like, uh, it all, hey, it hangs together as a movie. They seem like uh, people, they seem like real people. They're acting. They're not just talking slowly in front of a green screen. Like, this is going to be okay. We're all going to make it. And then people were then really the- split on eight. It was very, very divisive. A lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really didn't like it. We are even split on this pod. Yeah, it's the two of us are split on eight. And then we, and, wa- you and I watched <laughs> nine together and were just nine, astonished. Nine is really kind of an amazing film. It's kind of amazing. I can still summon the uh, the strange feeling of sitting in that oh, yeah. uh, bubble tea restaurant with you after the movie and just being just, like... Having what a happened? decompression a little bit. Just sitting and sipping some bubble tea and going, so, uh, um, <laughs> what? What? So all they filmed all that Leia stuff a long time ago, right? <laughs> and just trying to figure out what was happening. So, um, yes. So we are, luckily we get to start with one of the good ones. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to watch them in this order. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Um, and then, you know, I guess next year we'll decide whether we want to handle any of the extra content or if we want to yep. move out of the universe. Um, yep, yep, yep. 
Again, unless uh, the reaction to this is so negative that we just don't do any more Star Wars. Uh, all right. Well, shit. I guess we should uh, jump into the universe. We jump into the galaxy. It's a galaxy far, far away. And also, it was quite some time ago, I hear. Um, all right. We get the crawl. You know, that famous Star Wars opening crawl that tells the exposition of this Star War. It sounds like the Rebels have won their first victory against the, the Dastardly Empire. And they also stole some plans to the dang old Death Star so they can blow up the ultimate power in the universe. Uh, but the Empire's closing in on Princess Leia's ship where they suspect they'll find those stolen plans. We see a Star Destroyer assaulting and boarding Leia's little ship. Uh, two droids checking out the action. Uh... The Empire gets the better of Leia's um, crew, and a scary black-caped figure finally boards. Must be one of those Sephiroth clones, is what I wrote. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Every time you run into somebody, they're like, I saw a guy in a black cape heading west. <laughs> um, by the way, that game was released last week. Well, well, I haven't... We Neither one of us has the PlayStation, so... Also, uh, the word on the street is that it's like... The first third of Final Fantasy Seven. Oh yeah, I think they only released like the Midgar mm-hmm. portion. Anyway, uh, the smaller droid—that's R two D two. He rendezvous with the princess herself and uh, seems to take something from her, and then she goes back into hiding. But she doesn't hide very long. She gets stunned by a stormtrooper, and the uh, two droids bickering the whole way escape, um, launch an escape pod from Leia's ship. Darth Vader—that's the scary cape guy. Um, he shouts at Leia for a while, and she says she doesn't know anything about any spies or Death Star plans or whatever. Uh, it sounds like they're going to interrogate her a bit. The two droids crash land on a desert planet and argue about which way to go. Uh, the little one, he keeps talking about a secret mission he's on, and the the big English one whines a lot and goes <laughs> off toward what he thinks is civilization. Like the little you're one more goes charitable off. than I was in my notes. Well, you'll have, if you can, I don't know if you can slide them into your quick hitters or what. Well, the next sentence I wrote was, the mentally ill gold robot spots a transport in the distance and calls for help. <laughs> While little R2-D2 is ambushed by tiny hunters in a canyon. Yeah, it gets it gets attacked by some small folk in robes with glowy eyes. Um, they, uh, they short him out and they carry him off to their big old cargo van. Uh, the big English droid's already been captured by them, so that was a pretty quick reunion. Uh, the van stops at a local moisture farm where they attempt to sell their new wares. Uh, there we meet Luke. He's a teen in a bathrobe who has his own theme song, so I guess he's important. <laughs> he's helping his uncle on the farm, and they're going to purchase two droids. One of them is C-3PO. That's the uh, that's the, uh, the big English one. The other one immediately breaks down, and so they have to go back and purchase the little one, R2-D2, instead. The C-3PO talks him into that. Um, so the droids remain together under uh, Luke's care. He starts to clean them up and repair them, um, and he keeps whining to them that he wants off this shit planet. It's there in the middle of nowhere. It's boring. He wanted to go to Toshi Station. Toshi Station's probably closed by now. <laughs> it was a good arcade there. Anyway... That's where the also it's the number one place to be if you're going to go get some power converters. Power converters. He seemed really excited to get. There's no Radio Shack on Tatooine. <laughs> nope, that's too bad. That does sound like exactly that's the kind for of for sure thing. where I would go to get power converters. Um, 
Anyway, he, uh, he hears that the two droids have been doing some civil war business, and he gets real excited. Then he accidentally turns on a, a secret message from Princess Leia to somebody named Obi-Wan Kenobi. R2-D2 then says uh, he belongs to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan owns him, uh, just like the Korean man owns that kid's dad. <laughs> um, the, from... kid's, the kid's dad who is a senator? Yes. <laughs> right. What Korean man? The one that owns my dad? Um, uh, Luke wonders if there's any relation to old Ben Kenobi, who's some kind of desert creeper. Luke gets called to dinner, and uh, he explains that message he saw. His weird uncle tells a real weird mixed story about not knowing what Luke's talking about, but also that the old wizard Obi-Wan isn't (laughs) around anymore, and he died sometime around the same time as Luke's father... He sure does know a lot about it, if you think about it. <laughs> after, after claiming he doesn't. <laughs> uh, Luke says he really wants to fucking go to the Academy this year. Um, I don't know what Academy, but, you know, the one. And his uncle says, uh, nah, I still need you on the farm to do all the moisture farming. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. What Academy? Yeah, what? What is it? Is there is there a Rebel Academy? Because... A minute later, he he says, I hate the Empire. Mm-hmm. Were you going to go be a pilot for him, though? Maybe he was hoping he could get into, like, a civilian service or something. Mm. I don't know. He there uh, they This movie does a lot of world building because they're introducing us to a brand new galaxy, but they don't play around in the details. No. They're not. They're trying to make a movie, uh, and they're not trying to make a series of novels or whatever. When they do, they fuck it up so bad, though. Yeah. So it's probably, like, the best references are the things that are just dropped and then forgotten about. Yes. And the worst reference is when Han Solo made the Kessel Run in 12 parts. <laughs> well, that will forever be the worst. And first of all, it's too detailed. Yes. Well, it sounds like a weird lie. I have a lot it of things about and Han Solo. Obi-Wan for sure gives him a look. Yes, I have a lot of things about Han Solo in here. Uh, I think he lies a lot. I think most of what he <laughs> says is a lie. Um, he definitely, he's at the minimum is a troll. And you know this from the conversation, the locker room talk in the cockpit after Leia walks out uh-huh. and looks and looks like, man, what do you think of her? And he's like, I hate that bitch. And, and then Luke's like, like, well, I kind of like man. her. I'm into it. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I know. I'll probably fuck her though. You know? <laughs> No big deal, you know. <laughs> I'll fuck her. I don't like her that much, but, you know, that's me. I'm Han Solo. Uh, anyway, uh, the uncle, uncle whatever, Uncle Owen, um, yeah. he says, uh, now I need you to stay on the farm again another year. And uh, Luke whines and leaves the table and goes back to check on the droids, but R2 has already skedaddled. He's off to go find the old desert creeper. Um, Luke says he'll have to wait for morning to go find him. In the morning, he and 3PO go track down R2, but they're ambushed again, this time by sand people. Yeah. Which sounds racist. Yes, it does. Um, Luke is knocked out cold, uh, but the sand people scatter when they see a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube waving man approach. (laughs) Well, you'd be scared, too, if you saw a man-sized Jawa coming up, (laughs) going... That is the very spooky noise he made. Uh, He, now revealed as a kindly old man, helps Luke up. um, And Luke immediately recognizes him as Ben Kenobi. Who, you know, he's been hearing about the last day or so. 
or talking uh, please about. Please call me Old Ben. It sounds much closer to Obi Wan that way. <laughs> you have to say the old part, or else no one will know that I'm Obi Wan. Uh, Luke asks him who Obi Wan is, and the old man goes, "Me, man. That's me. I'm the one. I'm Obi Wan." He says he doesn't remember ever owning a droid, but they continue. Uh, they continue the chat at his old hut. Obi-Wan talks about how he used to be a Jedi Knight, just like Luke's father, back in the Clone Wars. He hands Luke a fucking laser sword, because he's such a cool old man. With no, just no instruction. Mm-hmm. The whole movie ends if Luke was looking down the fucking barrel <laughs> when he pushes the button. If he did what that happened to that guy when he was holding Marcus's tin can. Exactly. <laughs> yep. By the way, I keep trying to buy these things for you. Mm. There's like one for Wushu. I'm in Bari fighting basically that. It's essentially that, except if you hit anyone with it, it'd fall apart, but it does the <laughs> trick. Oh, because it's fake. It's for uh, fake martial arts or whatever. Yeah, it's just a thin spring steel pike that like shoots up out of a little puck in your hand. It does sound pretty cool, though. It is cool. Um. Anyway, uh, does he tell him it's his father's weapon, or does he just say, here's a cool laser sword? I he says your father wanted you to have this when you okay. were old enough, which is a lie. Definitely a lie. Don't worry. This I mean, guy definitely lies. We find out later. It was probably true Look, when not, George Lucas wrote that on the paper. Yes, but like, It's not this movie's fault then. In, in the, the totality of the six movies we've seen, it's a lie. Yeah, in the next two movies, we find out a lot of things about Obi-Wan and his lies. <laughs> and he just says shit like, well, from a certain point of view, I mean, how can you be mad at a ghost? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh... uh he also says Darth Vader betrayed the Jedi and had him hunted down and killed, including Luke's dad. Uh, that he was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The, that's the power that binds like all life together in the universe. It's in everything. Like Jeebus. <laughs> R2 plays the whole message from Leia, who uh, says there are secret plans in this droid and they need to be delivered to her father on Alderaan. The old wizard. You know, her father, who Obi-Wan served in the Clone Wars. Yes. There's a lot of Clone Wars talk in this, unfortunately. Now we have to go back and see it later. Um, There's, like, maybe a scene somewhere in Episode 3 where Obi-Wan high-fives Bail Organa. It really doesn't seem like he's served him in any capacity, so... Yeah, well, Maybe her dad's a liar, too? Well, he hands her a, he hands him a baby at the end. Is that Does yeah. that count? <laughs> Is that his great uh, service to uh, Obi-Wan? Or the other way around? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or uh, is that just what... He's, he served him up a baby girl, I is, guess, basically, is what it is. Is that what Bail Organa has been telling his daughter this her whole life? I, that's my theory, is uh, that he yeah. also was a liar. I was in charge of the Jedi. There was this one guy, Obi-Wan. He was a real fucking little bitch, sniveling coward. He did whatever I told him to. Anyway, he's uh, he's like pr- probably basically the last one still alive. So, uh, <laughs> if you, you ever... know, keep that to yourself. <laughs> that's right. Don't tell anyone he's on Tatooine. <laughs> Uh, the old wizard says he uh, needs to train Luke in the ways of the Force in order to complete this mission. Um, Luke makes bad farm excuses so he doesn't have to help him, but I think he just doesn't want to help him. I I think it's just too much for him. He Well, if we're talking seriously, he's definitely making the kind of excuses you make when it's something that you've always wanted to do and are suddenly faced with it and you're like, I'm going to do it today? Yeah, but I, I, you know, this moisture farm... Uh, I gotta be there another year, my uncle told me. Uh, meanwhile, some Imperial bigwigs argue about who's got the coolest guns. And, like, I don't know who's 
who's really who's really cool and uh, an even bigger wig grand moff tarkin comes in and says that the senate has been uh, disbanded or whatever um the empire will now rule directly through military governors and a lot of business being done there darth vader tells him that the power of the death star which i guess is the ability to destroy an entire planet is nothing compared to that of the force he just brings that up no one asked no one asked for sure he just uh he just tells him not to get too cocky about their technological marvel or whatever technological terror yeah he's immediately showing that he's the guy who walks into the room all the time and goes yeah but what about the force though you (laughs) never thought about that did you and also, they're all sick of it, and one guy finally snaps. Yeah, he gets laughed at a bit until he does a real cool magic chokehold from across the room. Um, he choked a guy already earlier, but he just did it with his fist before. <laughs> yeah, he just held him up until he crushed his windpipe or whatever. Uh, back, no real important business happens in there. Uh, back, in, back on Tatooine, that's Luke's planet, that's the desert planet. They find some dead as hell. I mean, seriously, their bodies were still smoldering. Some dead as hell small folk. What are they, J- Jawas? Jawas. Um, Luke suddenly realizes that they, um, <clears throat> whoever did that must have been looking for the droids. And uh, he speeds home to find his uh, aunt and uncle also smoking stains on the sand. Yeah. So I guess he has nothing to keep him here. No. And also probably at this point he's like, I just left those guys stranded in the desert. That's like the number one thing you don't do on the desert planet. I mean, like literally the sand people were just there attacking us. Oh, like for sure you don't do that, huh? Oh, boy. Back uh, with the Empire. Vader begins uh, interrogation of Leia. A a cute droid clumsily hovers around and holds a hypo. It was seriously, it was really cute the way he was holding it. So I guess they're going to uh, drug her up or use a mind probe or something. Yeah. They keep like cutting back to show us that Darth Vader's up to bad stuff, but nothing ever. It's not important. And also it's never effective either. No. He seems like kind of a, a cheese ball. He still is going to come out of this the only one who looks even semi-competent. Well, by virtue of the fact that he, A, knew the Death Star wasn't that good and B, survives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The rest of the people fuck it pretty big. Yeah. Tarkin particularly really eats a dick on this one. We'll talk about it during some of those later scenes, but Darth Vader's not the only one who thinks they might have a problem. There's <laughs> yeah. definitely a guy who goes up to Tarkin and suggests they evacuate. <laughs> well, hey, we've been, What does uh, that guy know? Hey, they've taken about eight runs down a trench. <laughs> at, He's and like, we, uh... Hey, we've noticed there's something at the end of that trench, and we think there could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, but Tarkin tells him to eat shit, so... Uh, Obi-Wan and Luke hit up, uh, Mos Eisley Spaceport, which Obi-Wan says eats a hundred dicks on a slow day. <laughs> Some stormtroopers stop them and Obi-Wan fucking Jedi mind tricks. Uh, dude, that's where that expression is from. <laughs> I don't, where is it from? Because he doesn't say it. No, he doesn't tell him what he's doing, but he does. Yeah. He mind tricks them. He, he tricks them into just waving them through that these aren't the droids they're looking for, etc. Yeah. And um, the couple of guys who were standing there who don't have an orange pauldron, mm-hmm. what what are they thinking? <laughs> Just happened. Like, hey, these guys seriously suck at their fucking job. I'm not a snitch, though. I'm not going to tell on them. Um, okay, uh, they get into a nasty cantina full of balls, chins, and little gremlins and jazz music and shit. Luke, <laughs> the, the jazz music is the worst part. It's fucking awful. 
I'm sorry, Jizz. I'm sorry. We know it's Jizz. Canonically, yes, it's Jizz. However, <laughs> it is indistinguishable from Jazz. It's completely. It's just that it's performed in another galaxy, I think, is the main thing. It's just like in that episode of Murder, she wrote, that we will eventually get to hear about on Murder We Pod. I sincerely doubt it at this point. How the hot ticket is jazz from the 30s for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been to modern day New Orleans. So it's all jazz from the 30s. It's uh, definitely They're definitely going to open a Vegas show with a guy playing Dixieland. Um, seriously, after hiatus this long, don't you get the feeling that's never coming back? That's probably not coming back, I don't back, think huh? it's coming back. Um, by the way, they sent us notes. We'll get unless them. they got the bug from writing the notes for this, right? God, this should not give anybody anything but a bug that kills them. Is that is All that right. another thing I should advertise for this podcast? That's might, good. That'll might get a killer real bug. good in April of twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, uh, Luke's presence in the cantina bothers a drunk alien enough that they have to straight cut his arm off with that laser sword. Um. A big hairy Wookiee named Chewbacca um, helps him find a ship to get to Alderaan. He's first mate on uh, the Millennium Falcon. He introduces the captain, Han Solo, who brags a shit ton. And then they negotiate a bit. I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Uh, Chewbacca, uh, Obi-Wan says he's the first mate, but isn't he kind of more the ship's dog? (laughs) He doesn't do much in this film. (laughs) No, like... In later movies, it'll be like, ah, he can fly the ship just as good as Han. Mm-hmm. But and in this one... He's only really used in the scene where they pretend that he's a prisoner. Otherwise, yeah. he's not in it so much. Um. Anyway, uh, they negotiate a bit, and he uh, agrees to fly him, smuggle him to Alderaan. He's then cornered by a bounty hunter working for Jabba the Hutt, a notorious gangster. I guess Solo owes him a ton of cash. Space cash. Uh, Solo beats the bounty hunter to his blaster and shoots him dead. And then he walks out of there like it's no big deal. So I guess he's a murderer. Yeah, um, yeah. Meanwhile, Vader reports to Tarkin that um, he can't get anything out of Leia with the mind probes. So Tarkin says it's time to test the battle station's power and sets a course for Alderaan. Hey, everyone's going to Alderaan. Yeah, it's a big coincidence. Uh, Solo gets back to his ship and finds Jabba waiting for him. Han treats him like a little bitch. Just shouts at him and steps on his tail and all kinds of fucking nonsense. Yep. Well, he's probably pissed off because he just had this exact same conversation with Greedo. (laughs) It is weird that he sent Greedo and then also went to his ship. Well, it's like, also, it's basically basically the exact same lines. Even I get boarded sometimes. I guess that's why that scene was originally cut. Because it's very, very unnecessary. I think it was cut because they couldn't do make Jabba the Hutt look real. It was just just a dude and a bunch of shaggy furs, and I don't know what they were planning to do about it. But um, And I think it was probably cut, and then they put the Greedo scene in to get all that same information in there. Ah. I think it works better if he sends a henchman. He's busy. Kind of, right? I don't He shouldn't be doing this. Not only that, but he's there with about 40 dudes, including Boba Fett. Mm hmm. And then they all just leave. Yeah, they don't make him do anything. He just talks his way out of it and, again, treats Jabba like a real fucking piece of crap. Yeah, it's weird because Greedo was going to kill him for sure. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, Yeah, they both pulled their blaster on that fucking thing. So, Uh, anyway, he gets a temporary reprieve. Luke and Obi Wan are followed by an 
anteater nose to their ship. Uh, I have it as one of the spies from Mad Magazine. <laughs> he did kind of look like that. Yeah. As they're about to depart, stormtroopers show up and start blasting away. Uh, they flee the planet and they make uh, make toward Alderaan, but they're followed by some Imperial cruisers. As they begin to lose deflector shields, they make the jump to light speed, where I guess they're safe. Uh, Leia and Tarkin spar a bit uh, back on the Death Star. She gives up the location of the rebel base on Dantooine, uh, but Tarkin still blows up Alderaan. It's a more effective demonstration for his new weapon. So that's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah, so that sucks. That planet looked pretty good from space. Yeah, it was blue and stuff. The good ones are blue. Mm, yeah, generally. Obi Wan seems to sense the destruction of Alderaan, but he's fine. A minute later, it's fine. Um, Luke is practicing his Jedi shit by deflecting lasers from a weird drone. They call it a remote. Eventually, he puts on a big helmet and blast shield so he can't see, and he tries to deflect the lasers again. He, uh, fucking hulks up or stretches out with his feelings and blocks a bunch of lasers. So he's catching on. Yeah. Uh, Though Han Solo says it's just probably just luck. Han Solo sucks. (laughs) He just saw magic, but it's probably just luck. Han Solo sucks, but also, like, I guess you could just learn the Force, because that's... I don't know how... He's just training in it. Um, Vader and Tarkin discover that the planet Leia gave them uh, did once house a rebel base, but that it's been dormant for some time. So they'll have to go back to work on her again. Oh, no, wait. Actually, Arkin, uh, Tarkin says that it's time to terminate her immediately. So... I guess even immediately takes a little <laughs> bit of time, though. It takes enough just too time... too much bureaucracy. For a lot more business to happen. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. The Millennium Falcon comes out of hyperspace. Uh, it's in the right position, but all that's left is a bunch of fucking rocks floating around in space. Um, they're attacked by some Imperial fighters. Oh, that's sorry. It's one Imperial fighter, and they follow it to what they initially believe is a small moon. It is, of course, the Death Star. Uh, they're pulled in by a tractor beam. Stormtroopers surround the craft, and Vader and Tarkin decide that uh, they must have the stolen Death Star plans on this ship. I don't know why they decided that, but that's what they've decided. Because it matches the description of the freighter that blasted off from Tatooine under yeah. fire. But there's no droids on it or people or anything. Um, they're clearly doing a hidey hole business. Uh, Vader senses something, but cuts his own sentence off so abruptly that I'm guessing he pooped himself. <laughs> I've sensed a- something. Something I haven't felt in quite some... I gotta go! <laughs> See ya! Um, here is where I will turn it over to Judah. Yeah, uh, everybody pops up from hatches under the floor, smuggling hatches. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as the, like, the scanning crew is rounding the corner when they start popping the hatches, but luckily they're deaf or something. Yep. Um, the plan is that Obi-Wan is gonna go disable the tractor beam so they can escape. Okay. And meanwhile... Uh, but they have to figure out where that is. Uh, Han and Luke do a fun little ambush of the scanning team, and then they call for help from the two stormtroopers down below. And I, I guess they beat those guys up no problem, because then they're in the uniforms. Mm, I don't know how cliche that was at that point, but it feels like it now. 
Also, what did they do with the bodies? Are they still in the smuggling hatch? Oh, for sure. They locked that shit, too. They're never getting yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they take over a control room, and R2-D2 starts working in the computer to figure out where uh, the tractor beam controls are. He also finds out that Leia is being held in the detention block, and Luke talks Han into helping break her out. Yeah. Um, just a side note. What makes them think that old man is capable of turning off the tractor beam? <laughs> old men, <laughs> typically speaking, aren't like technical wizards. hes I know he's technically a wizard, but uh, yes. that's different. It's a good question. Uh, Luke believes everything that Obi-Wan says. <laughs> he really Probably- shouldn't. He's probably been mind tricked a couple of times already, <laughs> and now he's just all in. I have a specific one layer that we'll talk about, and I think Han doesn't care if he dies. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, so <laughs> the old man doesn't come back; it doesn't matter to him, right? Uh, anyway, you're right though; he does leave to go do that. Um, the plan for breaking Leia out is to put some handcuffs that were just sitting there on Chewbacca mm-hmm. and pretend he's their captive. And take him down to the detention block. And so they go down there and they shoot up the place while shouting, look out, he's loose. (laughs) And they shoot all the cameras, but like, but like definitely the last thing they shoot is a couple of cameras. So I guess they're just counting on no one watching it live. Yeah. I also got the feeling that when they went in there, they didn't realize there were wall mounted lasers too. Yeah. Because they shoot those dudes and then lasers keep shooting at them and it takes them a second to go, ah, there's fucking lasers on the wall. (laughs) What's going on? But luckily, however those lasers work, it's not good because they don't hit nobody. Uh, then Han does uh, does a bad job answering the company phone while Luke goes and springs Leia. I guess legend is that that was all ad-libbed from, uh, from old uh, Han Harrison Ford. It's mildly charming, but not actually very clever. No. Um... Vader, apparently, uh, after he cleaned himself up, went to Tarkin, and he tells him his old master, Obi-Wan, is on the station. Mm. And Tarkin says, surely he's dead by now. (laughs) What's their age difference supposed to be? Because we know it's about 10 years. No, no, no. We don't know (laughs) know anything yet. (laughs) I'm just saying. You can't blame this film for what happens later when we find out it's been, like, fucking 20 years max, 15 years. I don't know how long it's supposed to have been. Is Obi-Wan supposed to be, like, 140? (laughs) What's the, like, Tarkin himself is quite old. Yeah, he looks real sunken in. How old does he think Obi-Wan is? His body is retreating into itself, and he is like, no, that guy's way fucking old. Anyway, Vader's super sure about that, and uh, he knows he has to confront him alone. Yeah, he knows everything. He sensed it. I don't know why. Yeah. Don't know why he has to be alone. There's probably 400,000 people on the Death Star. I don't know why he feels like he has to do it alone. He sensed the entire setup to Obi-Wan's dumb plan. I guess so. But not the last important detail. No, that does that does trick him in a fun way. Yeah. Um, Han and Chewie are under fire from more stormtroopers, and everyone's kind of pinned down. Uh, but luckily, I guess Leia knows there's a garbage chute there <laughs> behind a huge, heavy grate. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it's very so convenient. She, Whenever you need so, to dump trash, you just have to move the super heavy grate. <laughs> so she blasts it, and uh, everyone dives down into that, and they land in a dumpster room full of garbage water. Yeah, great. And there's a tentacle monster in there, and it gets Luke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it basically almost drowns him. 
but all of a sudden there's a noise and it lets him go and the walls start closing in on them. There's so many obstacles in here. Yeah, this was a bad escape plan. Yeah, thanks, Leia. Some more female advice for you. I guess so. <laughs> um, Luke is trying to call uh, C-3PO for help, but he's doing his own little skit back in the control room where he fools the stormtroopers into leaving, mm. and then they have to go find a new computer port for R2 to plug into, and then it turns out that he had turned off the communicator. Yeah, he didn't want to get. Uh, he didn't want to pull a, a fucking Jaysuk or something and have his yes. walkie-talkie going off. Yeah, he's one better than Jaysuk for sure. Uh, they uh, they get the garbage mashers shut off and they they bust out. They change into their clothes, which the, mm. which they had. <laughs> it may be under the stormtrooper armor, but seems like probably just in a pocket or something, huh? I would definitely believe Luke was small enough to wear his regular clothes underneath that outfit and still. Like be fine. I know. I know they were just covered in garbage water, but is yep. this the time? <laughs> Seriously, maybe to change? Wait. You might Would be it maybe dead later not be more useful matter. to keep pretending you were a stormtrooper? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Obi Wan uh, skirts a real high ledge. There's definitely no OSHA on the Death Star. No, there's no the, handrails anywhere. In the this joint. the crazy place where you manually shut down the tractor beam is like on a a little pier in the middle of a huge void. It's a Super Mario 64 fucking layout to get to that place. <laughs> you have to, like, oh, yeah, kind of, but none of these guys can wall kick. Well, no, and also it's got the same cameras as from N64, so good fucking luck, because you can never get those behind you. <laughs> it is real tough. Uh, I don't button. know. I've got the button that centers it behind you. I gotta use this fucking analog stick, and I, I don't know which way's forward and which way's back. Anyway, he shuts down the tractor beam. Um, Han and Leia have an argument, and then those four split up with Han and Chewie chasing some stormtroopers and doing another little comedy skit. Yeah. While uh, Luke and Leia do an unironic Tarzan vine swing over a techno chasm. Mm-hmm. She gives him a kiss for luck. Yep. Obi-Wan finds Vader waiting for him near the hangar, and they fight with lightsabers. Yeah. Obi-Wan warns Vader, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And then when everyone in the hangar is distracted watching the fight, including Luke, he lowers his weapon and becomes insubstantial somehow. Yeah. At, just as Vader's blade passes through his cloak. Straight disappears. Uh, Luke hears Obi-Wan's voice tell him to run in his head and the ship punches out of there. They, um, they reach a picket line. And, and uh, Han sends Luke up into one of the gun turrets, and he goes down in the other, and they shoot up a bunch of TIE fighters. Really helps Luke get over the death of Obi-Wan. He was pretty bummed out right before that. But he's pretty jazzed when he gets to kill people again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, eventually they destroy the last fighter and jump to hyperspace, but then we see a scene with Vader and Tarkin, and we learn that there's a homing beacon on the ship. Yeah, let him go. Um... Which Leia also seems to know, or at least assume. Yeah, she's she agrees that they got away too easy. Yeah, and uh, Han thinks that they aren't being tracked. It doesn't really matter, because what he wants her to know is that he's just in this for the money. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big thing there. Then they do that locker room talk we talked about. <laughs> and then they get to uh, Yavin 4, a oh. jungle moon orbiting a big old planet. Okay. They turn R2 over to the Rebels so they can start scanning the Death Star plans. 
and the Death Star warps in right behind them, but I guess the planet's in the way? Yeah, they can't blow up the moon because they have to go around the planet, but like, so they, why bother? They, they go into orbit, which starts like a 30-minute clock. Um, There's a briefing where uh, some unnamed rebel leader, I mean, I'm sure it's Jan Dodonna or one of these guys, I just didn't look it up. Yeah, most of the time these guys got names after after the fact. Yeah, they got they all got their names when they got their action figure made, Right. basically, so it's yeah, one of these guys. A shit ton of people in this movie don't got a name, and in the next two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he explains uh, they can't get close with capital ships, but small fighters can get through the station's defenses. And they have found a tiny, eensy-weensy shaft that if you can shoot a torpedo straight down it, it'll blow up the whole damn Death Star. It's really pretty sick. Uh, No one is sick as hell. No one but Luke thinks it can be done. Yeah. But they're going to try it because... I mean, what else they got to do? Wait there for 30 minutes and die? And by the way, Luke doesn't think about it. He's not like, I've given it a lot of thought. I looked at the specs. I think it could be done. He hears the description and goes, yeah, got it. Nailed it. Now, luckily, it lines up with the serial killer shit he's been doing at home. <laughs> okay, to be fair, womp rats are too big. That's true. It is true. Two meters is too big. They sound like gargantuan evil beasts, and they should be fucking uh, bullseyed or whatever he says. It's a rat the size of a very large cougar or jaguar, maybe. (laughs) So, yeah, that's too big. Anyway, he has been bullseyeing him. (laughs) How does Uncle Owen have the... How can they afford the fuel to have him go out and bullseye womp rats in a T-16? Also, knowing what his dad was like and seeing him going out there fucking killing animals must just not be great. It's (laughs) probably not great. It's like, I remember uh, when your dad killed all of the sand people. Even the young ones. Even the women and children. Yeah. Got all of them. Um, all right. So they, everyone runs to their ships. Oh, where the fuck where it was? I, I don't know. Notes. Luke's does some business with his buddy Biggs, who was from the same yeah. shit planet. Yeah, he runs into Biggs from Tatooine, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he sees Han loading up all his uh, crates of money, I presume. <laughs> and he starts laying a guilt trip on him. And then he climbs into an X-Wing with R2. Yeah, he's a qualified fighter pilot. Well, the uh, Red Leader is not so sure. He says, are you sure you can handle this? And then Big says, ah, he's the best pilot in the outer rim. Or best bush pilot in the outer rim. And the guy goes, you'll be fine. <laughs> They are so desperate for pilots. He had to say that to save face, but he's like, no matter what, I'm sending this kid up. I need bodies. Yeah, it's weird. They're they're very desperate for for pilots, but they have ships, plenty of ships, yep. and also ground crews. Yep. There's like uh, two or three men prepping each one of those ships. It's a weird Japanese Navy problem that they're having. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we will see... If we ever get to the auxiliary movies, what happened to the original Red Five? Bro, it's another reason I don't think that could be a Rebel Academy. It doesn't seem like there could be, right? I don't think they're spitting out any pilots at all. Yeah. The uh, fighters take off and approach the Death Star and begin their attack run. Uh, Leia and Threeps are listening in from HQ. Yeah. Uh, Vader starts heading for his fighter. Starts getting his little squad together. He's going to get out there himself. Do some business. A fat guy named Porkins eats it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, The whole time Luke keeps hearing Obi-Wan telling him to trust his feelings and use the Force. Uh I don't know what he's supposed to do with that in a fighter. Also, he handles it really good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not like, have get a out of my attack. head or yeah. what's going on. Uh, TIE fighters uh, move in and start shooting at them. Luke picks one off of his buddy Biggs, but he uh, takes a little hit and R2 has to fix it. The Y-Wings start making their trench run and now Vader's behind them and he's picking them off. This is when that Imperial officer you talked about comes up and tells Tarkin, hey, we think there is a danger from their attack, and Tarkin refuses to evacuate in his moment of triumph. I want to know what that guy knows, because if he knew there was a teeny-weeny vulnerable hole, he did not protest strongly enough. I love to think that he for sure got into an escape pod. (laughs) He's like, oh, you don't want to? Okay, I'm going to go back to my station now. And then just walked right to the escape pods. Um... So with the Y-Wings destroyed, Red Leader starts an attack run in these X-Wings, which I guess are FAs. Yeah, they got that. They got the Torps, too. Yep. Um, Again, Vader's there breaking up the party, but he gets his torpedoes off, but they miss. And then he gets iced. So now there's nobody left to make this attack run, but Luke, who is now manning a three-fighter section, head of a three-fighter section with Biggs and Wedge at his back. Yeah. And his plan is to do it at full speed. That's right. It's uh, Now it's become ace combat. He's going to do the attack run at maximum yep. speed. At maximum speed. Uh, Vader comes in again, uh, damages Wedge's fighter, forces him out of the fight. Biggs gets shot down. Luke's getting close. He switches on his targeting computer. But then the voice in his head says to let go and use the force instead. So mm-hmm. he cuts it out. Did he tell him again to stretch out with his feelings like he told him when he was doing the training with the blast shield down? I don't think this time. Okay. But I didn't write it down. Uh, Vader shoots R2. It looks bad, but I guess it is. It's pretty bad. (laughs) It's right in the dome. And uh, now the Death Star has entered uh, firing range and starts powering up their big lasers. Yeah, so it got a real boo kind of thing going on. Yep. Uh, Vader is just about to pull the trigger on Luke, but all of a sudden the Millennium Falcon is back and it loops in from above. <laughs> what? I'm, just, I'm Darth Vader! <laughs> and it destroys his escort and it sends him tumbling through space. We talked about this off air about a month ago. <laughs> I had never realized that he made that noise before. What? I've seen this movie so much, but only a month ago did I realize he does that. He is so uncool in that moment. Yeah, but how did James Earl Jones make that noise? It's the exact opposite of uh, his just shouting about the force and force choking that guy in the yeah. meeting. And then later he's like, what? He cranks his head around. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so good. What do you mean, what? A huge ass freighter <laughs> flew in from yeah. above and shot at you Dude, guys. Where do you not your, have radar? Where are your great senses? What's happening? Yeah, I fucked up on the force with that one, huh? <laughs> Uh, the torpedoes go in the hole. The Death Star explodes as they fly away. Uh, Obi-Wan tells Luke the Force will be with him always, Mm. and the surviving ships return to the base. Luke and Han and Leia all hug, while Threeps worries about, uh, damaged R2, but don't worry. A voice off screen says, ah, we'll have him fixed up in no time. (laughs) Yes, really. Uh, instead of evacuating the base, Mm. because... Now the Empire knows where they are, presumably. Mm-hmm. They hold a big medal ceremony where everyone but Chewie gets a medal and no one makes a speech or anything. Nope. 
R2 no one teeters says in. a fucking word. It's a, it's a silent metal ceremony. <laughs> R2 teeters on in, so we know he's okay, and then everybody poses for a picture, and the credits roll. Nice. Nice. Which picture was better, that picture or the one in Star Trek Six? Well, the one in Star Trek Six is better because nobody took it and there's no reason for them to pose for it. No, um, if you're ever talking about a thing that should be evacuated, it's that whole room. <laughs> but no, they just pose for it. Yeah, where's, where's Federation security on this one? <laughs> It's Scotty. He's the one. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, I can do it. What was this movie about? Hey, even a hick from the middle of nowhere <laughs> can be a great hero. That's a five. Uh, All right. Right? I mean, if this is Luke's story, then what happens is a kid from the fucking farm keeps dreaming, telling everyone about his great dreams of leaving this stupid mundane life. And being a cool pilot or something. And uh, he gets that opportunity and he makes good. It's a pretty classic adventure style take. It's not useful to me personally, but I'm also no hero. And maybe I should have left my moisture farm to go on a big adventure some time ago. Hmm. Oh, you went to Boston. Yeah, but I was just moisture farming again. <laughs> That's all I've been doing. <laughs> Gotta get that moisture. Gotta get it. Uh, but how was Luke able to become a hero? Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Here, here's what I think the movie is about. Okay. The connections that bind us okay. are ultimately more powerful than any technology or system of government. Nice. I like it when there's two takes. Uh, Obi-Wan explains that the Force is an energy generated by living things that penetrate and bind them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vader is the only one we see who acknowledges this power and is skeptical uh, of the, on the Imperial side of their technology, and he's also the only survivor. And the Force can do for Luke what the targeting computers can't do for, say, Red Leader. <clears throat> so that's why I think that's the message. Uh, fair enough. Maybe because it's 2020 and we're all... No one can see or touch each other right now. Mm-hmm. It feels like a stronger message about the interconnectedness of people, but I gave it a six. Wow, okay. It's fair. Um, we also got, like I said earlier, we got some notes from uh, from Barry and Shannon. Um, Barry had uh, good triumphs over evil, which... I think there's a very, a very real case to be made that that is what they were trying to do with this movie. That would be the simplest take ever made. <laughs> Yeah, but feel like, but also, isn't it kind of? Well, it definitely happens in the film. Yeah, that the good guys do win despite the long odds. Um, they are scoring on some kind of fucking nasty European system. I can only guess. <laughs> yeah, I do, their scale is out of five, and I don't. Ugh! I don't know why they've done that. Did do they not? I know they listen to the Star Trek ones. I mean, oh, what? I don't even understand the. You know what? You could tell me a four out of five is anything out of ten, and I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would believe it... you if you said it was a three out of ten or a twelve out of ten. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Shannon, uh, Shannon went uh, did a little more work on breaking down the take. Uh, she says one person slash the underdog slash the little guy can make a big difference. Yeah. 
with a little help from their friends. And as evidence, she cites uh, Luke, the farm boy from the sticks, saves the rebellion. The Death Star wasn't designed to be defended from one man fighters. Mm -hmm. Small band of rebels trying to save the galaxy. Yes, a lot of Uh, big versus small. Right. She's at a three out of five on that. I don't know what that is. When we swing around into execution. Yeah. uh, Number one. This movie is extremely corny and winky. Yes. With a lot of slapstick and sarcasm and wisecracks. It feels dated. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you could make this movie in an age where sarcasm and shitting on everybody all the time is is like the, our main deal. Yeah, Han Solo is Chandler from Friends. <laughs> Your favorite actor? Yes, who said that? I think it was Whose me. idea I think was, it was concept me. was that? Okay. I think? I think it was uh, me. The dialogue mm. is somewhere between uneven uh-huh. and childish. Would you say it's informal? Like Mary Berry would say? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, the acting is pretty rough, except for the adr characters. Wow. Like, um... Like, Darth Vader's acting is the best. Oh, yeah. James right? Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Crushing he, He's not the guy in the suit, even. No, he's totally disconnected from whatever was happening in those scenes. I guess it helped. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects can be pretty cheap looking at times. Um, but it has a fantastic score. Oh, yeah. Holds up. Uh, all of the space fighting is just stolen from gun camera footage from World War II. Mm-hmm. And that means that the space action actually feels pretty real, even though logically space combat would probably be pretty different from World War II dogfights. Yes. It's still like, it hangs together a little bit, I think, because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the, the stuff when you're outside the ships looks not very good. Like when the Star Destroyer is chasing a ship and just shooting in a straight line past it over and over and right. over again, and you're like, what are they doing? They keep assuming the Falcon's just going to, like, nose up or something, but, like, they're not. (laughs) So maybe shoot different. (laughs) It is true. Um, The story beats are pretty much correct. The pacing isn't too bad. Um, If they'd had more seasoned actors or maybe a better actor's director, that might be the real problem. Uh, Yeah. And uh, better dialogue and a few less monster movie masks in the cantina. This could be a could be a better movie for sure. Yes, but it's not awful. I gave it a six. Yeah, we're not that far off. I I will say that I had worst actor worst actor candidate Aunt Maru, and I said because all of her lines were clearly done in post and she sucked at it. There's a fucking ton of ADR. Anytime you see one of these extras with an American accent, that's ADR. Yes. They got they got some they got some dude in L.A. or in the Valley or something to come out and do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't far off. Um, okay, I have here just based on the take that I gave about a farm boy from the middle of nowhere being a great hero, except of course that he learns that his father was a great hero too, which lessens the whole hick from nowhere part of this. And he's I don't know inherited some magic powers from his wizard dad. Yep. So it's not a total. 
hick at, from the middle of nowhere anybody can do this story it's yeah, kind it, of a it's entirely unclear how much of this is like his destiny and mm-hmm. because he's special yes right uh okay but there are many things about this movie that are hokey like you just talked about it feels dated um but i don't have any huge issues with how the film is put together or anything it picks out a main story it adds a few fun characters a scary villain with kind of an awful costume (laughs) doesn't go overboard with exposition and just kind of follows the adventure to the end in fact if, if i'm being real i don't see any need for any sequels no and of course part of that is because uh george lucas like smashed everything into this one movie because he didn't think he'd ever get to make another one. Yeah, I mean, I think that happens a lot. And unless you're given some kind of... You know, only in modern times are you given a blank check and, like, a three-movie deal or whatever. Right. Like, back then, you really had to show that you could make money. Um, And this may be where some of the other movies really suffer because there just isn't really any need for more story. Yeah, the Empire hasn't been beaten entirely and Darth Vader wasn't killed but you could assume that this has turned the tide against them if you wanted. And the good guys will win in the end. Or you can go ham and decide to tell a whole fucking saga about what happens next. If you want money. <laughs> and then you can make another saga about what happened before that. And then you can make another saga about the even more space future. I know it's the past. It's even less space past. Yes, the less past. Since they're all unnecessary, you're bound to run into issues, and that's what happens in the other films, but that's not this one's fault. Uh, I also had the graphics as being pretty good. Um, Most of them hold up, and again, the score is still really, really good. There are a couple that I cannot cannot fathom why they haven't been fixed despite 15 special editions. Mm. Like, um, during the uh, gunfight with the TIE Fighters coming in, you can see the compositing on the TIE Fighters, like... Yeah. The black behind the TIE Fighters is a different shade than the black of yep. everything else. And so it's like this black square moving through space with a TIE Fighter in it. It's bizarre. That's their that deflector shield. It's bizarre that they haven't <laughs> fixed that in post in 15 shots. Especially because he went fucking ape on adding a bunch of dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just fix the other things. And leave the dinosaurs out, preferably. But like when you see when they're coming up on the Death Star, yep. that thing looks good. Yes. It's odd. Some of it looks good. Some of it holds up. And again, if this was in the 70s, I don't I don't have high uh, standards that I'm looking for them to beat here. It's like, does it kind of look like a, a cool space battle or something? That's fine. Like, this was 40 fucking years ago. Um, I gave it an 8. I thought it was pretty good as a movie. Uh, we don't have notes on this, but we do have, uh, uh, Bader gives this five out of five. Okay. I presume they stopped giving us denominators, but why would that? <laughs> It'd be great if we get a correction that it was five out of ten. Five, it was supposed to be five out of ten. <laughs> and Shannon is a four. Okay. So they both are up, you know, sort of where you're at on this one or even above. It's fine. I'm used to being the cynic, the low scoring <laughs> person on these. Yeah, I just figured if there was a Star Trek just, episode that It's did... just there's only so many the trouble with Angels is, you know? I like, know, yeah. That's the real problem with all cinema. Yeah. That movie was made. You didn't need to make any other ones. That's the real mm. end of film right there. Um, 
I'm just saying, if there was a Star Trek episode that it basically accomplished its story this well, I'd probably give it a pretty good score based on the yeah. low bar. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully disagree. I just, uh, I had you know a fat paragraph full of complaints before. I- <laughs> yes. Well, I have uh, even fatter paragraph for world building. Oh, let's have it. Because this is the first time we're meeting all of the things in this universe, so there's kind of a lot. And we kind of have to decide for each of them if it's fun or not fun. Yes. All right, you ready? Yep. Protocol droids. That's what C-3PO is. Um, He says he's human cyborg relations. I don't know what that means. (laughs) That's definitely his business card title, Uh and it has nothing to do with his job. (laughs) Nope. Uh, they come in all kinds of different colors. I seen I seen like a black one and a silver one and probably some other ones. Um, I saw him with a bug head, yeah, like a bu- insect head. Yeah, that guy. Uh, all kinds of droids for different purposes. Uh, I see one that looked like a walking trash can, and I saw a Wally. What's the one who looks like a walking trash can say? <laughs> I don't know what. Gonk. <laughs> Is that what he said? I wasn't gonk, paying attention. Gonk. gonk. Yeah, that guy's known as a Gonk droid. Okay. And you seen the Wally in there, right? Yeah, there's a, there's well, I thought of oh, Johnny Five. Johnny Five, yeah, but yes, he's definitely in the eyes region. He's a Wally slash Johnny Five. Yeah, Johnny Five came basically right after these, so it should be a Johnny <laughs> Five, I guess. Um, C three PO turns himself off when he's not needed. That's kind of nice of him. He straight up asks a question. He's like, "Can I just turn off now?" Yes, um, <laughs> and R2-D2 apparently does the same because Threeps definitely wakes him up when the Jawa transport gets to Uncle Owen's farm. It's kind of nice. They foresaw like your device is going to sleep after a while if not being used. Um, What's up with the general helmet style of this part of the galaxy? Good, let's get into it. Huge bulbous things. <laughs> Like, no wonder Spaceballs did what it did with the helmet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and it really is the samurai armor neck protection part of the helmet that's <laughs> uh-huh. ridiculous, right? And it's because they made, because George Lucas lifted generously from uh, the Hidden Fortress, but mm-hmm. probably every Kurosawa movie. Yes. That he gave, uh, Vader's basically wearing all black a padded samurai armor. Uh-huh. So, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if he intended for there to be a lot more laser swords, though. Because, like, everybody needs a crazy helmet? How many laser swords are there? I've seen one guy with one, and then i seen an old man with one, and that's it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, now, we know Luke's got one, but he ain't ever used it. Yeah, but now the old man's dead, so we're still at two. Yeah, that's true. We're back at two. Um... Uh, the Empire does have, like, sensors, but they can't tell droids are in that escape pod in the beginning. No, they can tell detect life signs, but I don't know what it's based on. Yeah, I don't know. You think R2-D2's not hot? You think they can't just, it's not right. like, hey, there's a heat signature in there. And then, in a later scene, Luke can detect them from his speeder. He He picks up a droid signal. Yeah, that is true. So I don't, they should have been looking harder. <laughs> They, I don't. They, and then why? Whole, why not blow it up? That that. Well, listen. Ev- everybody has that note. Obviously. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, it, again, it is for sure. It's the top quick hitter from uh, from uh, Shannon and, and Bari. Yeah. It's for sure in my notes. Uh, I I think it is one of those things where I hope that we never find out why. Oh yeah. yeah yes. Oh yes. 
Especially because, like you said, it's everyone's top note or whatever. Yeah, because I just love to imagine that it's just like he's got to fill out paperwork. If he, like, the shooting has stopped. If he fires on an escape pod now, he's going to have to do paperwork. Also, I mean, let's be at least a little bit real. The Empire is probably going to win at this point. But what if they don't? And what if this guy gets pulled in for war crimes for shooting escape pods? This is true. He's got to think about, like, Darth Vader, whatever. Like, he'll probably die in battle or something. At the moment when he's making that decision, there is still a Senate. Yes, exactly. Like, Do you know what I mean? I know like, it's going their way, but like... Yes, there is an emperor. Yes, his face looks like a ball sack. <laughs> it's very bad, and he does seem to be evil. He cackles a lot, and yeah. Darth Vader's always hanging around now that you got posted to the fucking uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but yes, it does seem like there's probably it's rule of law probably says don't shoot an escape pod. Yeah, I think he's just erring on that side yeah. of caution. Um, like yeah, for sure, for sure, some pilots hanging in their parachutes got machine gunned. Yes, De- definitely happened. For sure, happened. Wasn't supposed to. That's right. Um, Leia is important enough that this one dude thinks that holding her will sway public opinion against them for some reason. Yeah. Which is kind of wild considering what Vader and Tarkin do in the rest of this movie. Yeah, but apparently they're, once the Senate's gone, they're not worried about blowing up a whole planet. Yeah. Uh, Tatooine? That's a planet that's got little robe guys. Uh, the Jawas. And it's got sand people. Which, again, sounds racist. And, and about 2,000 aliens in the cantina. And then the cities where all kinds of folks seem to live. And it's also got moisture farms. So it's a, kind of a diverse planet. I don't know which of those populations are native, if any. Um, but at least there's a lot going on there. You Don't you kind of feel like the sand people are native and everyone else isn't? That's the feeling I would get based on the uh, extreme racism against them. Yeah. Um, according to one old racist, sand people always ride single file and are a terrible aim. <laughs> he explains that the it couldn't have been the sand people who killed those Jawas because their aim is so bad. Or because the stormtroopers aim is so good, which means the sand people couldn't have done it because they got bad aim. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, these stormtroopers ride dinosaurs sometimes. <laughs> I guess. I mean, they at least ride weird mammoth guys, weird uh, big horn mammoths or something, right? Like why? Um, they ain't got speeders. Luke's got a speeder. Oh, the stormtroopers. Yeah, you're right. They're, for some reason, they're riding those uh, those dinos. Is it even said what they are? No. I want to say dewbacks, and I don't think that's right. Uh, I think they show up in um, the Mandalorian. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, but I don't remember what they're called. Do they look any better? Uh, boy, only marginally. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> they don't look amazing. Because it kind of looks like they're way too wide for someone to sit on and ride. Yeah, you'd have a hard time. You'd basically be sitting on something flat. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, guys, got nothing to hold on to. This is killing my fucking hamstrings. I can't believe we do this. Why is this policy? There's a speeder over there. Um, Did we bring these on the destroyer? It seems like an inefficient way to fucking travel. Uh, the Clone Wars that preceded the Civil War. We don't really know much about what happened there, but I can assume there were clones. Uh, you take Anchorhead. You take Anchorhead to Mos Eisley. Take Mos Eisley <laughs> to... To Pico? Alderaan? 
Okay. And that's how you get to, you get to Llama School. Llama school. Um, <laughs> the Force, which most people think is a make em up. But I have here written, but Darg Vader, D-A-R-G, <laughs> Darg Vader says it's more powerful than uh, even the Death Star. Um, you can like mind trick people and choke them from across the room and you can sense other force users who are around, I guess, and like all kinds of other shit. So that's in this universe. Uh, the Death Star is a massive battle station with a super laser that blows up whole planets. And it actually does blow up Alderaan. Yep. Uh, although it practices it now. What do you mean? The well, the uh, ring, the expanding ring explosion. Oh yeah, it does. It uses the the Praxis special effect. It didn't in the original. I thought you meant that it left like two thirds of the planet just sitting. Oh no 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 no. And then that maybe it made Sulu fall out of his chair and drop his tea or whatever. Don't tell me there's any meteor shower. His ship was so like shiny and new and great. I know, and I loved all the carpeting. God damn it! He's got the china. He's got Excel, USS Excelsior China, and it's so good. It's really, really good stuff. And also, he's got fucking, um, oh, what's the name of the guy? Uh, I'm going to blow this whole segment. What's the name of the guy who comes in and tells him that Enterprise, that people are looking for Enterprise? He's a famous actor from the 90s. Shit. Oh, uh, is, does he have Christian Slater? Is Christian, Christian Slater. Slater on Christian his Slater. Christian, yeah. Christian Slater just fucking delivering messages. He's just fucking yeah. yeoman or whatever. Hey, he's just a fucking lieutenant or something. How yeah, fucking it's true. cool was the Excelsior. God damn. Uh, Sulu did a pretty good job the few times in season one that he was left in command of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't as good as Scotty in command. No, and I guess Scotty either never got the real opportunity or he didn't want it or something because he's yeah. just a fat old engineer at the end. He would have been my my choice. Yeah, probably was Sulu was just on that command track, huh? Yeah. Um, Sulu does pretty good in that movie of disobeying orders and blowing up Klingons, I guess. Yeah, he's real Jim Kirk style. Yes, he's a full Kirk in that movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, this bar where they go to this cantina doesn't serve droids, which is a weirdly specific kind of bigotry. Do droids drink alcohol? Is it a problem? <laughs> because every that comes up, every alien is in there, but they don't yeah, serve droids. What about Lobot? If he went there, would they be yeah. like, yeah? Do they, would they this, go? Yeah, but he's half. I'm keeping my eye on you. He's half though. That counts. Um. Yeah. What if they drink alcohol? Do they become like real fucking assholes or something? <laughs> I just like. I can't. I can't. Maybe not wanting to get threeps drunk. He already complains a lot. But, like, what's R2 gonna do? There was a protocol droid in here last week who put his hand up some lady's skirt. I'm not doing this anymore. He kept putting that probe in and twiddling. <laughs> no more droids. <laughs> um, The Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. I know you hate that so much. Um, everyone should. It can outrun Corellian-type Imperial cruisers. According to not, Solo. Not just the local bulk cruisers? Uh-huh. Is uh, it bulk? That's what bulk he said. is what was in the captions. That's what he said. <laughs> I just don't know what that means. I don't know, but uh, this what, this ship, the Millennium Falcon, too, it can make 0.5 past light speed, but it but looks I, like ass. I do like the idea that the, the part of the Imperial Navy that's operating out around Tatooine is like 
the Argentinian Navy, (laughs) and it's using an old flower class Corvette from World War II. Right. Oh, yeah, it's using some fucking light cruisers and shit that have not had any role in modern navies for a long time. Um, Anyway, it looks like ass, but it's got deflector shields. That's cool. Yep. Oh, and it'll go 0.5 past light speed. Mm -hmm. It'll make 0.5 past light speed. I like that way he said that is like, uh, ah, but each drink was so expensive. Yeah, they cost like (laughs) $6.40. It's a weird way to say it. Um, Going to light speed requires careful calculations by the Navic computer. Also takes actual time in this movie. Yes. They... To travel somewhere at light speed. <laughs> yes, unlike in the last one where they just f- skipping around, doing a light speed skip. Uh, these weird laser drones, again, they call them remotes. I don't really know what they're for. This just seems like they're about as good as regular ass drones, but they got lasers. I don't know. Also, was that in that chest of Obi-Wan's or is it just something that Han Solo keeps around? <laughs> Yeah, because for what? Because the fucking blast shield helmet sure seemed like it was just on Han's yeah. ship, huh? What's his name? Old man just pulls it off the wall and goes, here you go, let's put this thing on. Well, try doing it blind, then. Um, uh, These Imperial fighters, do they call them TIE fighters in this movie? I don't think they do. No, I don't think so, either. They short range. You won't find one uh, too far from a mothership of some kind. Um... There are probably at least 327 shuttle bays on the Death Star. The, the fucking... oh, someone, pro- someone proposes that it got lost uh, escorting a convoy or something. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, yeah, it's pulling duty like from Wing Commander at Nav at F.3. Yep. It was supposed to be protecting the sports as they jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Draymond class. and uh, But it chased some fucker to play in a, can- a Krant game. Chased them just yep. straight out to Nav 2 again. Into an asteroid field. And then the music changed. And suddenly things sounded like they were going really wrong, but you, they couldn't figure out why because the mission was still <laughs> ongoing and no one had died or anything. It's The game's real glitchy sometimes. <laughs> uh, I just I just want that, but good. Yeah, if they could give me that back and clean it just, up a bit. <laughs> just put the fucking Ace Combat team on it. This, the yeah. dogfight part is fine in Ace Combat. Yeah, Namco Bandai. Is that who does that? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna let them handle it. Project Aces, you can do it. Um, okay, probably at least 327 shuttle bays on the Death Star since the Falcon lands at 327. Maybe they got a different numbering system, I don't know. The bay they land in is very tiny. Yes. It's big enough for the Falcon, but not like the big one where you see the parades later on. You know, when, uh, when the Emperor visits. Right. Yeah. Uh, likely also at least 2,187 jail cells. Yo, why they need so much jail? That's, unless again, they might be using a different numbering system. There may not be fully that many, but that's the number that she's in. Not only that, but she's on level five. Level five? Yeah, how many things should have a lot of levels? It can't be five from the top. It's got to be five from the fucking equator, and there's got to be a level negative five. Because they'd land... In the middle of that thing. Yeah. If she's at the top, was that elevator ride two hours? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was a slow one. Um, uh, at least one swampy trash monster. Oh, and by the way, I know that they specifically say detention level five, and like maybe those are different. Yeah. But then later when they're escaping, you hear one of the great ADRs as the uh, stormtroopers run away. 
Uh, they're on levels five and six now. That's right. Yeah. By the way, I like that guy's voice. I I was into too. that guy. <laughs> uh, like I said, they have all those jail cells, but they have at least one swampy trash monster, maybe more. I don't know. Um, and one teeny weeny vulnerable hole. Um, Luke complains about the visibility out of those stormtrooper helmets. Maybe his doesn't fit. Well, he's a little small for he's a stormtrooper. A, he is a little guy. Short, I think specifically, she says. Uh, again, those wall-mounted lasers seemed unexpected, but they failed to register a hit on Luke and his buddies. Maybe you don't need to build any more of those. <laughs> I don't think they did anything. Well, they were very fooled when they shouted that Chewbacca was getting loose or whatever. I kind of liked that, because they're shooting at the uh, guards. Yes. <laughs> he got away! <laughs> they really did cause some chaos in there. Uh, the way Vader steps on that old rope. Oh, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. Definitely said to me that he was thinking, hey, uh, where'd he go? That's never happened before. Yeah, for sure. It was the first time he's ever seen that. Usually when I cut someone in half, I see both halves. Yep. Like this old boy just fucking vanished. There's fucking nothing in there. He's like, he, he thinks he's just been into a day. David Copperfield show or something. Carefully steps on it like he's afraid there's a trap door underneath. Well, only that, but he like swishes it from side to side with his boot. <laughs> like, is there, I mean, is there really nothing in there? I guess there's is nothing this all in there. robe? And uh, that seems to me to indicate that Obi-Wan did some, some crazy business that is not typical for what happens when you get lightsabered. No. And what's weird is, uh, although he says, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine, it mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he was struck down. It really seems like he disappeared before the saber even hit him. I think that is what it looked like. Uh, the cool ball laser turrets on the Falcon, which um, I think the Falcon also has forward-facing lasers, right? That just shoot straight out of the front it of it. It seemed like he was gonna shoot at that TIE fighter from the cockpit, yeah. right? That first one. Before they realized that they were getting too close to the Death Star. But then when they're swarmed by fighters, they get in the, the cool turrets. Yep. Uh, so it can be like, you know, uh, footage from a yes. the a, ball turret of a B-17 or exactly. something. Exactly, yeah. It's a B-17 in there. Um, The B-17 makes a minus 0.5 mock speed. <laughs> past, past mock speed, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if it made minus 0.5 past mock speed, that'd still be wildly fast. Yeah, I don't think What do you think did. a B-17 No, there's no way. What do you think its actual cruising I mean, speed was delivering bombs to target? 200 miles an hour? Why don't you look it up, and I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to say <laughs> okay. 265 miles per hour. Oh, uh, that still feels fast, but let's see. Because those uh, fighters uh, would... Uh, uh, by the end of the war, the fighters were up in the 400s and up to almost 500 and shit but I don't think the bombers ever got that, that fast. Oh, boy, this this is so much about history. And then you got to scroll to the bottom to get to the oh, specifications the of these aircraft. Yeah. Maximum speed, 287 miles per hour. Okay. Cruise speed, 182 Ooh. miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, they weren't moving, were they? No. God. And I imagine that maximum speed is not with a, a full... No. Uh, you know, at max takeoff weight of 65.5. Dude, no wonder those bombing runs took so fucking long. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes them slow fucking loops. Boy, on long-range missions, they could only carry 4,500 pounds of bombs. Yeah, that's why they needed hundreds of them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. flying around, dropping their small loads and going back. 
not efficient. Not an efficient system. Uh, how much? How much? Uh, what's the ordnance that a B two can carry? Hmm. Good question. I don't. I don't know. Hold on. Scroll. 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 Twenty. I grand? should probably. I should probably click the. Uh, uh, capacity armament. Two internal bays for ordnance and payload with an official limit of forty thousand pounds. Oh, I was only halfway there. Okay. So like ten times as much. Oh yeah, and that's not the one B-17. with the big ordnance. That's just the no, cool and that's the one, one where everything's hidden inside, right? That's yeah. just the cool, really loud stealth one. Uh, yep. You were talking about the cool ball turret. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh. The rebel base is on, like you said, Yavin 4. I said a forest planet, but it, I guess it's a moon. Right. Um, Womp rats, again, fucking huge. Just massive fucking beasts. Uh, proton torpedoes. Yep. All the cool rebel fighters we get to see. Um, yep, that is true. They have deflectors as well. They can, we can get to see two kinds of TIE fighters, because Vader's is special. He gets, to, well, he gets his own... He's a special boy. Uh, these fighters have deflector shields as well. They can even turn them on double front. Yep. Which I like. Uh, these squadrons are... The names are based on colors. Luke gets a fighter right away, so I guess the Rebellion needs pilots, as we talked about. Uh, these droids, like the R2-type droids, the ones that look like tiny little trash cans... Um, they get plugged right into a fighter, and then they just fly along with it like a little pod. And they can fix anything that breaks within four inches of their head. They fix shit, and they better put them... I guess that pod is placed in a sensitive position. It is, like, right between the engines up there and everything. It's probably the main thing they need to worry about, keeping working. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they fix shit in mid-flight, mid-battle, whatever. But they also... Their little domes are exposed. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe they don't put the important stuff in the dome, huh? Because they fix R2 right away. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even interested in relitigating Chewie not getting a medal. That's just, that's another one of the extremely common things that people talk about from this film. He doesn't get only, one. Only two people get them, right? Only mm-hmm. Han and Luke. But he gets to stand up there, but he doesn't get a medal. Yeah. Well, Threeps is up there too, but he don't get shit. Wow. Who would give a droid a medal? Yeah. I don't even mm-hmm. let him into my bar. <laughs> um... I think this was a really effective entry into a new universe. You do get a lot of cool stuff without feeling like you're bogged down in detail. Um, What you see is sort of immediately important to the story and helps shed light on what's going on in the universe. You can make a lot of assumptions based on what you see in the film. So I actually think it's really effective in world building. Um, I gave it another eight. I'm one behind you here. I'm a seven. Um... So we come into the middle of this civil war and we gradually learn about the old Republic Mm -hmm. and we're seeing the very death of the Republic here with the Senate. Yeah, it's Uh, a really short scene because, again, they don't want you to get so many details that your mind fucking blows up, which is not what they do with the the prequels. Um, But, yeah, that's an important point, I guess. Uh, the Jedi have been protecting the Old Republic for a thousand generations, which is, so it's, that's a long time. Uh, the, the Death Star is truly, 
truly powerful, the entire Imperial fleet couldn't blow up a planet. That is certainly this, what this Han time says. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Death Star can. But there's an even more powerful force, the Force. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why they call it that. <laughs> it's uh, the most powerful force, so just call it the Force. Oh, you covered so much of this, but uh, uh twin sons, droid scrappers, smugglers, bounty hunters. Yep. Uh, hokey religions that turn out to be true. Yeah. It's kind of um, something to pick at in every corner of the movie. Yeah. Some of it is dumb, like sure. the Kessel Run, 0.5 past light speed, the subhuman sand people. <laughs> yes. Uh, most of it is interesting on the surface, and it just turns out that people did dumb things with it later. Yeah. It's also... Uh, and people talk about this a lot. It's also a, a used, lived-in science fiction universe. Yes. Where, like, stuff is dirty. There's a lot of junk. There's a, Yeah, there's a lot of junk. I mean, it makes um, sense. If the timeline that we're talking about goes back many, 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 many thousands of years. Right. That people have been flying around space and doing fucking mystical nonsense. There would probably be just a shit ton of fucking tech and relics and weird old shit. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's a seven for me. Boy, you really covered almost everything I had. And uh, we get fours out of five from from uh, both of our overseas correspondents. Okay. Uh, with some notes, the Galactic Empire is evil. It says so right there in the opening crawl. <laughs> it really does. Uh, the question, why do laser guns make noise? Uh, yeah, they do in every show that has laser guns. So yep. everyone agreed on that one for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know if laser guns make noise in real life. We've got lasers. I don't know what they do. He says, uh, or well, I don't know whose notes these are, but unlike in Star Trek, the ships in Star Wars don't seem to be made of concrete and rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I agree. Did, you, did you see any, uh, any no, rocks all over really. the ground? I didn't see a bunch of rocks and dirt all over the ground inside <laughs> any of these ships. <laughs> Uh, the stormtrooper that shoots Leia uses a stun beam. Oh, yeah, Will we true. ever see that happen again? That is a note from my quick hitters also. <laughs> yes, this is the only time we ever see a stun beam. That's true. That does happen in the beginning. Lightsabers are not as clumsy as a blaster. He also says it's random. Now, I don't know what that means. Yeah, he... Um... I feel like I would be much more likely to do random damage swinging a lightsaber around. <laughs> yep. Well, hey, look, he's got a vested interest. He wants everyone to know how cool he is. Like, the number one problem that I see on... Like, the number one uh, unexpected thing that I see on the internet is someone is swinging something and takes out an overhead light fixture. Yep. It's everywhere. Yep. You I think a lightsaber's any better? Yeah, it would just cut right through it. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Don't use them indoors, for sure. Um, yeah, Thousand Generations Force gets Jedi's powers. Uh, and they are a five and a three, respectively, on characterization. Very five, Shannon, three. Yeah, with the notes, they're all bad shots. No one can hit anything. I know it's a running joke. It is a running joke, but in this film. Uh, yes. Obi-Wan's like, the, the stormtroopers have uh, fucking master marksmen. Watch out. They're going to shoot you so good. And then you do not see that at all. Yeah. Uh, Luke has too much of his father in him, Baru says, as though it's a sweet thing. 
Uh, Darth Vader betrayed and murdered Luke's father. This is definitely the story this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke's got very bad social skills. He tugs on the bartender's shirt to get his attention, and then he mumbles an order, and then he doesn't pay. <laughs> no wonder those guys don't like him. And uh, Obi-Wan sure gets over the destruction of Alderaan quickly. He does just seem staggered by it for a minute. And then he's like, well, back to this training. Yeah, back to what's really important. I don't know what that was, even though I attempted to describe it poetically, but used suddenly too many times. <laughs> um, I am an eight on characterization. Oh, wow. Okay. So... Luke is a naive farm boy who believes in Obi-Wan entirely because he knew his dad and because he wants to take him away from Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Han is the cynic who's out for himself, turns out to have a conscience. Uh, Leia's the tough leader and she's underestimated by her enemies because she's just a girl. And a little one, too. What is Carrie Fisher, like five feet even? She appears to be about five feet tall, yeah. Uh, Chewbacca is there. Yep. Uh, 3PO's a real whiny baby, and I don't find that particularly endearing in the audience surrogate character, uh-huh. who's constantly like, oh my, can uh, can you believe all of this? Well, yeah. I don't know about this, I don't feel safe here. Uh, Obi-Wan seems like half a huckster, with his mind tricks and his sly glances. It's true, what did, I wonder what they told uh, Alec Guinness about this, Yeah, about what was happening <laughs> with this. Because he does play him like he's kind of a shit disturber who shouldn't be trusted. A little bit, right? Yeah. Vader's kind of a mystery. He's, like, surrounded by this Imperial machine that seems to belittle and make fun of him whenever they feel like it. And also, they seem like they suck at their jobs. They're not good at their jobs. But, like, despite the fact that he's extremely personally powerful. Yeah. Maybe the best fighter pilot they've got. He certainly seems pretty competent on those raids. In this movie, we we aren't clear on how close he is with Mr. Emperor. No, he, he seems like he's Tarkin's little buddy. Yeah, right? he seems to be looking up to Tarkin, and he, he, where does he fit in in the ranks? It's very hard to tell. And Tarkin is paternalistic towards him. He's like, uh, you're the last remnant of that of that religion, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Anyway, Tarkin's very arrogant. R2's feisty. Everyone in this movie is an archetype, Yeah, which makes it easy. And also, none of them overlap. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like, no, the characters are not, they don't interfere with each other. There's not too many sarcastic guys. It's like, I mean, there's too many sarcastic. Leia and Han are both a little bit sarcastic. Yeah, they're t- uh, two, two sides of the same coin or something. Yeah, a little bit. But um, I think that the characterization is actually, it's pretty effective. And okay. you could say, you know, whatever you want about Joseph Campbell and all of that mythology about how George Lucas came up with Star Wars, but I think whatever process he used, the the characters really work in this one. I'm at eight. Ah, uh, boy, here's what I got. C-3PO sucks. He's a whiny English twerp for some reason. <laughs> After sucking the whole movie, he isn't so bad on the Death Star, and he is devastated to see R2 all fried in the end, so he's not yeah. he's not a lost cause. Uh, Luke, a young dreamer who wants to escape his boring farm life and be a cool hero, I guess. Um, his dad died some time ago, so he lives with his uncle and aunt. His dad was also a Jedi warrior. He seems well-suited to this little caper, though. Coming up with some good plans and talking people into doing shit he wants. But he's also naive in a lot of ways, which I think is 
pretty real, considering. Um, he takes an immediate liking to Leia, uh, even getting competitive with Han about her. He's crushed by that old vagrant's death. <laughs> Starts sh- yeah, screaming but... and shooting people. Um, even Luke is disappointed by Han looking out for himself. And I don't. I didn't get the feeling they were really getting along that well. No, up to that point, they really hadn't been. And it seems like when he's done with that conversation, yeah, he's done with that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Luke really is a great fighter pilot, maybe because of the Force? I don't know. Luke's buddy Biggs is also a fighter pilot. Luke starts to hear Obi-Wan's voice, and he doesn't even have a panic attack, as I said earlier. So is this the first time he's heard voices? That's a good question. He treats he's it. been hearing Obi-Wan's voice all this time. <laughs> yeah, because he treats it super cool. He's just like, uh-huh, yeah, I know. I'm going to use the Force. He just lived at the edge of the Dune Sea. Across the Dune Sea. I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard of. Uh, oh, you mean that old wizard? Nah, I don't know if he's around anymore. I don't know. Uh, he's uh, but he's he was with anyway. The uh, your dad. Jundlin wastes aren't safe to travel alone, so don't uh, <laughs> don't go to Obi Wan's. I mean, uh, don't go to Ben Kenobi's house. <laughs> he's so bad. That uncle's terrible. He has yeah. no idea what he. He's never thought about what he's gonna say. No, apparently not. He's never thought once about the crazy story he's gonna have to tell this kid. If he can just keep him on for another season. <laughs> With the profits from the harvest, they'll be able to hire on some people. By the way, I think it's clear he has just been telling him over and over again just another season. And that's as far as his plan goes. Yep. Every year he's going to tell him, no, nah, no, I need you for one more. Because of this moisture, we got to have it. Baru, go play the Algolian ceremonial rhythms. We need to keep him around. <laughs> um... Uh, Luke has never seen a droid with such loyalty as R2 possesses. Uh, he's also brave and crafty, um, but he gets capped near the end. Obi-Wan was a Jedi Knight, and Luke's dad's friend back in the Clone Wars. He seems to have spread his new name around a lot, because Leia even recognizes the name Ben Kenobi. Yeah. So, she's on another planet. Um... I guess his whole damn plan is to get killed. Seems like an odd plan just to like get Luke real mad or something. It's not clear to me if that was his plan or if it was improvised or what. <laughs> I guess that's a weakness of the film. <laughs> a little bit. We don't really know what happened. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was to make Luke really invest in this Jedi thing and continue his training. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, Darth Vader's a fanatic about the Force, total believer. Uh, he recognizes Obi-Wan as his old master, just fucking senses him around the corner or whatever. Uh, senses his plan, his, his intentions, just all that shit. Um, old Ben must be leaking his thoughts everywhere. Seems like. Han Solo is a cocky freighter captain who needs money bad because of debts to unsavory folks. He doesn't believe in the Force. Claims to prefer a straight fight to sneaking around. And he does chase a dozen stormtroopers by himself with a blaster. Um, Luke talks him into helping by uh, promising the princess's riches. Um, Han also takes a liking to the princess right away, but he's like a kindergartner, so he's all full of snark and insults and shit to hide his true feelings. He even says shit like, if we can avoid any more female advice. 
<laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Han says all he cares about is money, but then he comes back in the end and saves Luke's ass uh, while he's on the final approach to the target. And without ever showing us a scene of him and Chewie in the cockpit. Yeah. Where he's like, I know. Which is good, I think, because then it is surprising when he pops up. Right. It, the first time, at least. Uh, Jabba gets punked and doesn't do a fucking thing. Just thought I'd put a Jabba note in there. Leia is full of wisecracks and is defiant to the end. Um, she can wield a blaster and give orders and shit. That was kind of a lot for 77, right? I don't know. I mean, I think so. She also recognizes that Vader let them escape the Death Star, so she seems pretty shrewd. Like, her her action really helps make it feel like uh, Han Solo has a problem when he's saying all that stuff about women and that we're not supposed to be on his side about it. Yeah. That's, so that's good. That's a positive. Um, but she's also disappointed by Solo's mercenary attitude in the end. Chewie is a nice dog. Um... <laughs> So I had it as kind of a mixed bag. There are some unique characters here, some lame ones. Some of them seem kind of fleshed out with motivations and others don't. And as a result, some of their actions make sense and others seem like they're just kind of keeping the action going. I only had it as a five. Well, I guess that means it's time for the longest part of this show. (laughs) Do you have have a lot of quick hitters? How about them quick hitters, Matt? Theory corner. All right. Obi-Wan kills Luke's aunt and uncle so he has no reason to stay behind. All that shit about how it has to be stormtroopers who did it is just to make him want revenge. It's a good theory. The question is, when did he execute it? Um, Before uh, he goes to save him from the sand people. He fucking watched Luke leave. Fucking killed his aunt and uncle. Hmm. And then he killed those... Jawas, too. Well, I can't prove that's not what happened. (laughs) I asked you offline as well, is this version two hours long because George kept stuffing dinosaurs and shit into all (laughs) of the fucking interludes and... (sighs) There's so many dinosaurs in it. Boy, there's just... There's just nothing from the... All of the special editions. All of the additions to the 19th. The only thing that you need from the original theatrical release, the only change that you need is the title crawl change that makes it episode four, A New Hope. And yeah. you only need that because the next movie was episode five. <laughs> yep. And that was the, uh, like, other than that, every change since then, no need for it he's, at all. He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but what if we had five dinosaurs in the scene? <laughs> Bro, no one cares. <laughs> no one wanted one dinosaur. It's unbelievable. Uh, we both, we talked about... Um, it seems like when Leia's talking to Tarkin, she's using an English accent. Yes. And I could only think that that was mocking him. Yeah. Because it goes away. It's there's the it's really the only scene where she does it, and she's really going for it in like, that one. She does. She's not English when she's talking to Obi-Wan in her message. There's like there's only like two explanations is that that was the first scene she shot. And they're like, I don't know, do something and with your voice. Sound like a princess. Yeah, just like a super fast-acting Deanna Troy, the accent just went away. Yep. Before the next scene. It's wild. She like Or loses. she's mocking him, which was my theory also. Yeah, it seems like she's just fucking with Tarkin before he, uh, <clears throat> you know, 
He kind of wins the argument by blowing up her home planet. Yeah. Um, uh, she gets the last laugh, though. Dantooine ain't shit. That's true. Dantooine is not shit, but she does lose Alderaan. <laughs> he's so tough. mad he orders her killed, so... Yeah, he's not, I don't know. He's not bothering with interrogation after that. I keep... He did win. He did blow up a whole planet, but it may not feel like a win. Yes, that's right. I think he did feel disappointed after that. Um, These two stormtroopers are talking about the new VT-16. <laughs> yeah. And the one guy is clearly... Oh, I've heard it's, uh, heard it's something to see. He's clearly <laughs> lying when he says some of the other guys were telling him about it. <laughs> he's like, yep. hey, you seen the new VT-16? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, but you know what? I know, but um, some of the guys were talking about it, though. It sounds really fucking good. I know, I know about cars. <laughs> So we're talking about um this lightsaber duel is as far from the fucking kung fu you'll find in any episode of Enterprise as possible. These two old dudes fucking lightsabering it out. It's it is not as bad as I remembered it. I remembered it being two real shaky old men <laughs> just kind of feebly touching swords. Right. Whereas yeah. what it really is is uh, two men who are not swordsmen trying to do samurai business try, trying to do some samurai style sword cutting yeah yeah but uh, I was happy to see it because again there's so much kung fu in Enterprise <laughs> just everyone knows kung fu I, I'm fine with this I'm fine with the fact that at the end of six Luke wins that lightsaber fight by basically just pounding yeah he goes nuts on him he just goes. Ape. He hulks up. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a Hulkamaniac. Like I don't, I don't. There's nothing stupider about the prequels than Yoda pulls out a tiny lightsaber and starts just spin kicking all over the. Doing hell. some fucking this gymnastics or fucking it's figure so skating. There should have been a pommel horse. Yeah, he should just stopped and got on the pommel horse for a while, and then picked up his lightsaber afterward and got. Aha! Yeah, you like that? Um. I loved that guy on Yavin taking home video of the Falcon on approach to the rebel base. Oh yeah. This is going to look great in my vacation vlog or like just fucking clocking the speed. Make sure it didn't break the fucking speed limit. 65. Mm, pretty mm. borderline. Mm. Make sure these guys get a warning. Um, if the Empire doesn't... This is, we talked about this. If the Empire doesn't see a few fighters as a threat and that's all that comes after the base, why does that guy go up to Tarkin and suggest evacuation mid-battle? At that point, they haven't even gotten near that hole. <laughs> uh, well, let me look at... Where, at what point did they say that? Uh, it's after the Y-Wings make their trench run. But they do they do they even get a shot at the hole or do they just... They do not get a shot at the hole. Yeah. So but I'm, I guess someone was watching to see where they were going? I guess... Because, again, he should say, hey, I found a hole. There's a hole. Oh, uh, we got a hole? I'll yeah, rephrase that because I'm not sure I'm being clear. There's a hole in the ship? You could shoot a, You could shoot down it. Yep. Uh, I had uh, best, ender, best actor, can't, can't say that today, best actor candidate Luke when the trash compactor shuts down. And he seems extremely genuinely overjoyed to yeah. not have been crushed. Yeah, well... It was pretty. It was pretty gruesome. What was maybe about to happen to him? They were well. Uh, we're all about to get a lot thinner. <laughs> yeah, great. That's a good one. Uh, and again, I already had worst actor candidate as Aunt Maru. She was not good at ADR. 
Um, but that's actually it because I put most of my quick hitters into the uh, description, and then uh, the second half of that film is a lot of shooting. So, well, Mari and Shannon point out uh, this could have been over so quickly if they hadn't held fire when R two D two and C three PO take off in the escape pod. <laughs> yep. Are they low on ammunition? Why not fire? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I think we. I think I like your answer that maybe you just don't shoot escape pods unless someone really tells you to do it. Yep. That one guy was ready to do it, but the other yeah. guy goes, "No, no, 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 no." Hey, don't. Uh, hey, are you don't. the boss here? Are you the manager? I'm the manager, so yeah. I'm going to be in trouble, not you. Yeah. Uh, they say maybe everyone insisted to Data that he had no emotions because they're afraid he'd end up a whiny bastard like Threeps. <laughs> well, he's already pretty whiny. He's most of the way there. Uh, one random washer on the ground proves to the stormtroopers that they're looking for droids. <laughs> and which one of those droids is falling apart? And what about the tracks that R2 is leaving? Why, why is that not enough? Yeah. It's true that what I didn't catch why they knew they had to find droids. I yeah, just didn't, didn't question it. Yeah, the guy picks up uh, what looks like maybe part of a uh, trapezoidal bearing pack or something. Yeah. And he's like, uh, looks are droids. This proves the existence of spies and stolen plans, and it's the droids who have them. Yeah. That big gaping hole in the floor of the landing bay on the Death Star seems like a serious health and safety violation. Just add some railing. Uh, I read that as an elevator. Uh, yeah, it could have been an elevator for... Like a TIE fighter had come up in one of those? Either fighter or equipment. Yep. Uh, ordnance, who knows? Like, there's an actual hangar down below where all the stuff is. And then, one time the Death Star got caught in the middle of reloading all their fighters. And whoops. <laughs> that's what really happened. That, yep. Those torps went down the hole and blew up all the ordnance. I would love to think that 40 years after the Death Star blew up, there was another book about how the Japanese <laughs> Navy really fucked the dog at Midway. But, you know, the Death Star. Death Star version. Yeah. Um, I would love to write that book and write it exactly like one of those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, all yeah. about the Empire. Uh... The st- they say the stormtrooper who is ordered to stand guard on R2 and C-3PO then immediately just lets them leave. Yeah. Uh, why does Obi-Wan let Vader kill him? They yeah. realize that the Falcon is being tracked, but they go to the Rebel secret base anyway. They really go right there. Yeah. And, of course, where's Chewbacca's medal? Yeah. Um, And then we had some final thoughts from, from Bari, who says, One of the best films of all time, pioneer in creating a used future. Mm-hmm. Um, great telling of the archetypical hero's journey. The only downside is Lucas had to compress his original trilogy into one movie because he had no guarantee of a sequel. Yeah, I don't know that that's such a downside. It uh, keeps yeah. things moving. We both agreed it got pretty good scores, which we'll go over. So, but I have a shit ton of quick hitters. Do Everything it. about the title crawl tells you not to take this too seriously. Oh yeah, but especially the words death star <laughs> yes it's not um there's not a just lot of subtlety just all caps death star it's true it isn't all caps it is still wild to me that someone thought we needed to know more about how they got these plans than what's in the crawl yeah they stole them who cares like, that's not enough yeah. we gotta know more this i mean who cares <laughs> I don't know, but what I want to know about is some dinosaurs. If we could figure out what's going on with those guys, <laughs> I'd be into it. Uh, isn't spice an illegal drug in Star Wars? Uh, certainly later it is. 
yeah. How can robots be sent to the spice mines of Kessel as a punishment for illegal access to an airlock? Yeah, I don't understand how a lot of this universe works. Right. In fact, I, most of these questions you can direct back to you. <laughs> okay, good. Because I don't know. <laughs> what do you think Threeps meant about his joints being frozen? Did he mean seized up from sand? Yeah, I mean, it gets cold in the desert, but it, it looked like it but was usually daylight. not when the sun is up. Yeah, I don't I don't think he could have been frozen. Yeah. The Jawas run super crazy, and I think it's probably because they can't see and they're wearing, <laughs> trying not to trip on those robes. <laughs> For sure. But they run like uh, with their legs way out from their center of mass and their arms all the way out to the sides. Um, they reminds me of when Alf isn't a puppet. I'm so glad you said that. Because Marjan and I watched the first two episodes of Alf the other day. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I thought he was always a puppet. I had forgotten that sometimes it was just a child or a little person. I don't know. I remember. In a suit? Because in the opening theme, it ends with them taking a group picture or something. Oh, yeah. And he runs up. And that's why I've always remembered how creepy it is. But they do use the um, uh, ambulatory version of him a lot more. In the early episodes, because there were definitely four or five of those where he was running around the living room or something. Um, but yeah, no, you're not wrong. They do kind of run like a weird elf. <laughs> yeah. Was R2 taking a nap when they rolled up on Luke's place? I don't know. He doesn't make a lot of movement to get noticed until they are going away. Actually, yeah. until the other robot blows up. Yeah. Um, power converters doesn't sound like wasting time per se, but the way Luke says it kind of does. Yeah, those power converters are to power his fucking Xbox or something. Yeah, it must be. Threep's first job was programming binary load lifters? Yeah. Why would an etiquette and protocol droid have that job? Uh, I guess they consider that a part of his language duties. I don't know, because I can speak binary. I, I programmed load lifters or whatever. Also, why do robots change jobs? <laughs> well, again, he has what what sounds like a business card title. Yeah. Human-cyborg relations. What cyborgs? Don't worry about it. Uh, Uncle Owen's dialogue is wildly inconsistent in tone. Yep. He switches from saying stuff like, I told you to forget it, and what are you trying to push on me, to... Your only concern is to prepare the new droids for tomorrow. <laughs> it's a weird way to say that. Yeah, but we are, I mean, this guy's an insano, right? They left Luke yeah. with an insano? Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, though, how did we make it through all the prequels without casting Russell Crowe as Uncle Owen in something? <laughs> They've got the same crazy eyes. That's true. They both have the eyes that say, I did grow up in a piece of shit. <laughs> I grew up somewhere that's awful and you don't want to be there. Uh, Threeps is pretty quick to throw R2 under the bus as always having been a troublemaker when he was personally vouching for him over and over again with Owen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's a real fucking lying piece of shit. He tells Luke and Owen, but he tells Luke, oh, he's uh, I've worked with him a lot. He's great. He's the best. Best in the biz. And then as soon as R2 runs away, he's like, this fucking guy. You really made a bad choice. Ah, this fucking figures. Yeah, you should this not guy. about him. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? Uh, Kenobi says he hasn't gone by the name Obi Wan since before <laughs> Luke was born. His memory's not so good. Since before Luke was born, 
I guess we all missed the scene where he told Yoda, you know what, I'm Ben now. I'm Ben, not Obi-Wan. Don't call me that anymore. (laughs) Quit calling me Obi-Wan. Also, okay. Also, there's a thing where he doesn't recognize R2 at all. Yeah, it is problematic. And then he will just be all over R2 in the fucking prequels. They will know each other very well. Also, he definitely flew fighters that had droids integrated in them, and he knew the names of those droids and Uh referred to them sometimes, but that's fine. I guess he didn't technically, he was a monk, he didn't technically own them. Yeah. Um, It seems like the story here Mm. is that Luke's father was a person that Uncle Owen knew. Yeah. Who left Tatooine with Obi-Wan to go on an idealistic crusade before he and the other Jedi were betrayed and murdered by Darth Vader, another young pupil of Obi-Wan's. Yes, that is the That's story. That's how, that is the story in this movie. Yeah. Well, from a certain point of view, though. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I thought needed no explanation was why there was a fatal flaw in the Death Star design. Mm. It's perfectly obvious why these guys would be concerned about the Rebels having the complete plans to the station. Uh, yeah. And also, well, I mean, just remember the hood. Yeah, well... Look, There's a lot of places that you cannot protect from a one in a million shot. That's sort of my point, is that you can build a really cool thing, and if the other people have every fucking part of the blueprints or whatever, they could find many ways they can try to right. attack it. And maybe they'll succeed and maybe they won't, but your job's to make sure that they don't know the yeah, information. But- but somehow, when Rogue One comes along, it has to be a design flaw that he intentionally put in. I quietly just built in this design flaw over years. To silence a bunch of non-existent critics. Yeah. Uh, all of the bad CGI and Moss Eisley is totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. The job of the hut scene is so useless. Han says the exact same lines he said to Greedo. Yeah. But does Jabba say McClunky? Uh, He does not say McClunky. All right. Luke is the opposite of Wesley Crusher. He doesn't recognize a perimeter alarm at all. (laughs) Also, for a guy who claims to be a pretty good pilot, he doesn't seem to understand much about how hyperspace works. Yeah. Well, he's only been flying his little speeder around, so I guess it's never come up. Uh, like you said, when she's recording a message on a droid, she has an American accent, but put her in a room with a bunch of Brits and here comes whatever this is. <laughs> it's really odd, that scene. You're watching it going, what the fuck is she doing? They'll be at Alderaan at 0200 hours, but hyperspace will never be this slow again. Yeah. Oh, wait, never mind. I guess it's 0200 now. It's exactly like that scene with Jameson. <laughs> it's approaching 0200 now, sir. Oh, was it 1700 hours? What was the number in that one? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, was it seven, I think it was 1700 hours for Jameson. Yeah. yeah. Approaching 1700 now, sir. Okay. All right. Great writing, well, everyone. Was a waste of everyone's time. The entire Starfleet couldn't destroy a planet, at least for now. Yeah. Why is there such a sturdy grate over a garbage chute? Yep. Seems useless. And then there's a bunch of slapstick for the whole rest. Uh, Vader pawing at the empty robe with his foot. Probably my favorite thing in this whole movie. (laughs) That's pretty good. Did the Empire lose the Death Star because the moon happened to be on the other side of this planet when they jumped in? Uh, Again, it seems like it. And it seems like they went, no, we'll just wait for it to come around. It's no big deal. Well, like, I guess they came 
uh, they came in in a direction from yeah. hyperspace. And maybe once they're not in hyperspace, the Death Star don't move too fast or something. But like, uh, maybe they just couldn't do another little jump or they, I don't know, the planet was in the way. It does but, seem sort uh, of it's, coincidental. It's kind of bad luck, huh? Yeah. And the Rebels have planes and droids and plenty of flat flight crews. Oh, yeah. The other thing is they do offer to replace R2 before Luke even takes off because R2 looks a little beat up. So, like, they got fresh droids. This down. droid's my best friend. You leave him alone. Oh, that's little guy and I, we've been through a lot. I, don't know I what think. <laughs> I've I known him for a day. Boy, it's been a long day. It really has been. And now he's about to fly a fighter. What happened? But as you said, no pilots. Uh, and then I take it back. I forgot my favorite moment in this movie is when the guy in the background says, hey, his computer's off. <laughs> yeah. Luke, why'd you turn off your computer? That guy's a fucking snitch for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even with the 10 minutes we've spent with Leia so far, I find it very hard to believe that this medal ceremony would be wordless. Uh, Doesn't this seem like she'd have a speech to make? I wonder if they ever filmed anything, but it seems like they didn't. It seems like they knew it was going to be a glorious score. No, it was, yeah, they knew there would be a... Well, I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Do it Only do it um, on guitar. I'll do it on guitar later. <laughs> I gave best actor to Alec Guinness face acting, specifically, mm. and worst actor to any Imperial officer. Yeah, they weren't good. These guys were the extras of extras. But did you give best actor to Alec Guinness face acting because it had a chicken head with duck feet? And a woman's and face, a too. woman's face, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting in the bushes for us. <laughs> we fought that beast. Your old man and me. <sighs> hey, the scores are in. Ooh, this is my favorite part, except normally this means I'm going off the clock, and now it means I'm going on the clock. <laughs> we are about to go on the clock. Okay. We'll deal with that in a minute. All right. Uh, I gave A New Hope 27 points. That's pretty good. I mean, for us. Uh, well, it's particularly good for me. Isn't that your tied for your best or something? My max is 26 points. On oh, Star Trek. shit. So I scored this higher than any single episode of Star Trek. So far. You gave this episode. Yeah, so far. You I, gave this we episode, haven't seen masks, so. That is true. Yeah. And Mikasa is waking. Yes. And you gave this episode 26 points. Oh, shit. All right. This scored pretty good. Yeah. Uh, your high on Star Trek is 31, however. Uh, yeah. That would be so, the, the, is data a robot. The total is 53. World building and execution are the two high marks, although none of the scores are bad. No. No, I, I, even the things I didn't score very well I thought were fine. A 53 would be tied for fourth best in our Star Trek project. Okay. With the way of the warrior... And behind Balance of Terror, Sins of the Father, and The Measure of a Man. Okay. I feel okay so about that. Pretty good. Yeah. 53 would be a very high score in our project. Yes. As you said. Yeah, speaking of which. Next week we're on the clock. Oh, okay. If you got energized by listening to us talk about a good thing, Star Wars, yeah. and you want to hear us talk about four average episode <laughs> of our Star Trek project, uh -huh. then you should watch, for week 80, Reunion. To be fair, I am looking forward to that one. I don't know how it will score, but I am looking forward to it. Our Man Bashir. I'm looking forward to Garrick. Waking Moments. Can't I can't say I'm looking forward to that. 
and Cold Station 12. And I know I'm not looking forward to that. There you go. It was like a sliding scale. <sighs> yeah. Um, so next week, we'll go back to Star Trek. Those are the episodes. The week after that, we'll go back to Mailbag. Send in that mail. So send it. Yeah. Where can they send us stuff? Brothers at brotherdate.com. Our Twitter handle is at brotherdate. Find us on the iTunes. We are on iTunes. Go to our website and complain about what projects are there and which ones aren't. <laughs> complain six times, maybe. Just everything <laughs> you send, just be about whether or not something's on there. Even though Judah mm-hmm. already explained, probably on air, that he'd have to do a lot of business to make it work. And who wants us to do more business? Not on a, on the clock week. No, I'm busy. There's no TOS, but I'm still very busy. I gotta watch four of these shits. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited there's no TOS except Star Wars has been added into the rotation. So, you know, kind of a mixed bag. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. It was fun. Let us know if you want us to keep doing these, please. Because I don't want to do them if everyone hates it. That's it. Bye. What? They are scoring on some kind of fucking nasty European system, I can only guess. <laughs> yeah, I do, their scale is out of five, and I don't, I don't know why they've done that. Please subscribe.